In this episode, I will talk about music from Iron Maiden, Japanese Breakfast, and Billie Eilish, along with the Grand Tour on Amazon Prime, sushi, maybe some other stuff. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm your host, Derek Brink, and you, you, you are listening to Empty Checking. Hey there, Checkmates, it's your old Uncle Derek coming to you on a Tuesday night here in St. Louis, Missouri. I hope you're good wherever you are. I hope that things are going well in your life. Things in mine are the same, (laughs) I guess. No better, no worse. Uh, A little bit of back pain, a little bit of shoulder pain, other pains you've heard me describe on the show throughout time. That's, uh, I don't know, that's maybe something worth talking about. Like, I I should see a doctor at some point. I live in pain every day because stuff just hurts. And it's not the, hey, you're getting older type of pains. Like, it's not the occasional backache when I'm getting out of bed or that kind of stuff. My back hurts all day, every day. Sometimes they're to the degree that, like, my neck also hurts. Sometimes there is tingling in my fingers. It's bad. Uh, On the pain scale, if I were to go in, I'd say I'm about a 5 on a daily basis. But that's because I live it on a daily basis. If someone just woke up with this one day, they'd be like an 8 or a 9. And that's out of 10. Uh, that's, That's what I live with daily. Uh, I found recently that, I don't know what this says, this could be cardiac, but I found recently that uh, wrapping my left arm in, uh, like, a bandage, for some reason, makes everything else feel better, which is probably a circulation thing, uh, or probably just, oh, I feel this weird thing on my left arm and it's distracting me from the other issues. That's probably all it is. But that could also be my heart. Can't afford that copay. Not right now. So, uh... So I'm talking to you with with an ace bandage wrapped around my left arm. And a back support from Walgreens wrapped around uh, my back. Uh, It's a Velcro one. Hang on, you can can probably hear this. That's That's the Velcro on it. Uh, stuff hurts all the time. If you've seen me in public within the last six months, you have seen me wearing a back brace under my t-shirt. That's that's the life I'm living. Hope you're doing better. And if you're not doing better, I get it. Drop me a line. I'll, I'll commiserate with you and we'll talk. Maybe we'll become friends. Maybe you and I were meant to be together. You can never tell. Uh, people have been brought together by worse things than back pain. There are people who have been brought together by being Nickelback fans. Don't know why I went with Nickelback. It's the current go-to for a shitty band. That's, that's why. 
What was I talking? Hope you're doing okay. Uh, I'm doing like that. Uh, I've been fine otherwise. Like, that's just kind of normal. What I described for you there, that was normal. So, like, other, outside of that, I'm basically fine. I'm still a little worried about financial stuff, which makes doing this podcast kind of awkward because it's a podcast where I talk about stuff that I bought that's emptied out my checking account. You know, hence the name of the show. But, uh, pardon that hiccup. Sorry, I ran out of air. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm still a little bit, little bit worried financially because... There's a, uh, there's a credit card bill that just kind of keeps going up that, like, I thought was had gone up the only time it was going to go up for the year, but it went up again. I'm thinking about consolidating all of my debt into one thing, like through my bank or whatever, or through one of the firms that does that. Just putting all of the debt into one account and paying that off over probably 20 years. Boy, it feels bad to say that, but that's where I am. On the plus side, I've been able to pay all of the bills every month for as long as they've been there, so that's that's a plus, but... I'll tell you this, if I uh, won a lottery that I wasn't in... That I, uh, let me try that sentence again. If I won a lottery that I didn't know that I was in, that just gave me $10,000, and I could get rid of $10,000 of debt, that'd be all I need. That'd, that'd, I, I would be so comfortable and happy. So maybe I should start playing lotteries. <laughs> Add that debt to the debt that I'm already in. Add the, the scratcher's tickets to whatever debt I'm already in. Uh, it worked on My Name is Earl, didn't it? You know? You remember that? That show from the early 2000s? Might have even been after 2010, I don't remember. Uh, my name is Earl. Jason Lee was in it. Had a mustache. Had that uh, had that guy from uh, Boy Meets World and Mallrats. Uh, what was his name? Ethan Suplee was was also in it. So was Jenna Presley. It's a good show. My name is Earl. Maybe you should maybe you should watch that after you're done listening to this. Uh, I I I uh, I've spent what. Five minutes already, six minutes talking about how I'm scared of money. That's uh, that's where we are, I think. Um, let me get away from that and talk about other stuff. Let me uh, let me tell you about the websites that you should visit if you're interested in the show, if you like the show, etc., etc. If you want to support the show, uh, the show is uh, has a companion blog over at emptychecking.blogspot.com. It has photos and other information that you just don't get anywhere else. You should check out the blog and think of emptychecking.blogspot.com as your home base for the show. The show itself is hosted at emptychecking.podbean.com. There's not a lot there, but if you leave a comment there, I'll see it. If you want to leave a comment, by the way, or if you want to talk to me, the Podbean page, the Blogspot page, those are great places to go, but the place people seem to really like sending me stuff is db at derekbrink.com. You can email me there, day or night, as you're free to do, I guess. It doesn't matter. I'll see it when I see it. Uh, db, those are my initials, Derek Brink, db at derekbrink.com. I will get your email. I may even read it on the air 
if it uh, had enough to say that I thought would be of interest to more people than just you and me. But I will always answer you, unless you're a dick. I don't answer the dicks. But I will always at least answer you if you email me at, at uh, db at com. I always love hearing from checkmates like you. Uh, otherwise, if you leave comments, it needs to be either on the Blogspot page or on the Podbean page. I don't see them anywhere else. If you like me and you want to know more about me and specifically my music career, go on over to DerekBrink.com. Plenty of stuff to click on there. Uh, if you like the music that you hear throughout the show, it's all stuff that I wrote, and it's all available for absolutely... <laughs> Sorry, words. It's all available for absolutely free at DerekBrink.BandCamp.com. I don't collect your email. I won't even know that you took it. I would just love it. If you loved it, just enter zero as your purchase price, and it's yours to take and keep and do with what you want, except for re-recording any of it and altering it and trying to pawn it off as something that you personally did. Somebody tried that, and it didn't go well for them. I will tell you that much. Uh, moving on. Those are the, those are the websites. I don't know if you heard that. Somebody just sent me a message on Facebook. Let's see what that was. This is, uh, this is happening live, folks. Uh, someone sent me a thing on, on Facebook. Uh, oh, a friend of mine replied to a, 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 a status that I shouldn't read out loud. Um, the, the th- <laughs> The thing that popped up, my uh, alma mater, my college that I went to, announced more or less this past week that they're going to be closing their doors. This is seven years after they were exposed as having fired whistleblowers and uh, covering up rape and other sexual assault and things like that. Uh, The college is now going to be shutting its doors, and uh, they found a way to say that without saying we're closing, but they're, they're, they're closing. And I have been in communication with one of said whistleblowers who was fired, and uh, they're replying <laughs> to, to things on Facebook right now. That's uh, that's something else that's going on in my life. <laughs> the uh, the college that I went to, which I'm not going to name on this show, no slander. They can't they can't call me out on anything. If you know where I went, then you know what I'm talking about. But you'd you'd have to know. Uh, the college that I went to is uh, is going to be closing its doors after seven years after they were exposed for having fired whistleblowers and helped to cover up rape. Uh, so the funny thing about that is I the person that told me about it told me about it very out of the blue. Like we were we were in the same room doing something else together, and they looked at me and said, "Hey, our college," because he went there too. Our college is going to be shutting its doors. And he said it as though it was like a surprise and maybe even kind of sad to say. And my exact words to it, back to him were, Yay! And then I kind of looked at him and said, Boy, I feel like that wasn't the right response, but, uh, but it's the one I had. Can't take that back. And uh, that's how I feel about it. Uh, so the ding that you heard in the background... <laughs> was related to that. Sorry, everybody. Um, on, uh, I guess since we're on serious subjects, there's another serious subject I want to talk about really quick. 
Uh, over the last week, uh, if you subscribe to this show on a podcast app like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or one of the other big ones, then you probably got a notice or maybe you just kind of saw that I posted an upload the day after the last episode went up, uh, bidding rest in peace to... Sorry, there's additional chimes coming in on that post. Let me just uh, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll close that Facebook window. Maybe we'll maybe we'll go back to that later. Uh, sorry about that. In the past week, you may have noticed that I uploaded a rest in peace to someone who went under the pro wrestling ring name of Daphne Unger. Um, if you haven't listened to that, I ask that you please go listen to that. I. It was really raw and really real. If you want to hear me cry, that is the place to do it. Um, I didn't know that was going to hit me quite so hard. I, apo- I apologize to anybody if that was jarring or in any way triggering. Um, I didn't know that it was pulling some of my triggers until I started talking about it. Uh, the long story short on that is Daphne Unger, who... Real name Shannon Sproul, who... Uh, wrestled in WCW and in TNA and was a presence in Shimmer and elsewhere. Uh, she, uh, over the past weekend, she, uh, or past week, I guess, she took her own life, at least apparently. And, uh, I was a fan of hers and that one hit me harder than I would have guessed it was, it would have if someone would have, uh, told me that 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 was going to be happening. So I posted about a 15-18 minute thing, just kind of talking about it. And uh, I think part of the reason that it hit me so hard is that I've known people in my personal life who have taken that way out. And when I hear that somebody I liked, whether I knew them or not, has chosen to do likewise, it just always kind of hurts my heart. Um, I wanted to, on the show proper, also just say... At the very, very least, rest in peace, Daphne. Um, I also wanted to say to any of you out there listening to this, to any of you checkmates, or... uh, That seems so disingenuous that I'm using my own dumb word for my fan base. If, uh, If any of you people who are listening to this are struggling, if you're hurting, if you're considering anything drastic... Please, please, please talk to somebody. Please say the word help long before you say the word goodbye. Uh, yeah, I just I just wanted to say that on the show proper, which I know is a serious shift in tone from the rest of the show so far and from what's going to come after this, but I, I, I wanted to make sure and say it. Um, you're important. You're important to somebody, even if you don't feel like you are. And if you feel like, if you feel like hurting anybody in that way, then there are ways to hurt people that will be way more satisfying to you. Um, I guess what I'm saying is, if you choose to live for no other reason, please choose to live out of spite. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Which sounds like a joke, and I'm even laughing out of it, but for God's sake, always choose a reason to live, even if it's only out of spite. I'm absolutely serious about that. Please, always choose a reason to live. 
Rest in peace, Daphne Younger. I really liked your work in the ring. I thought you were great. And, uh... That, that that really impacted me and made me sad. Listen to the full thing that I uploaded the other day. You can find that on the Podbean page and on the on the blog, if nowhere else. Um, I'm not going to put it in this episode because it was ca- kind of its own thing, and I feel like that's how it needs to stand. But I did want to draw people's attention to it who might not have heard it elsewhere. Uh, other than that, folks, we got a show that I don't know how long this is going to take. I'm going to just talk about a handful of things, uh, mainly music. I feel like there's other stuff I could talk about. It'll, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what the segments are go- are going to be on this exactly while I'm recording it. They'll get, they'll get broken up, music inserted in between them, as I as I go on. But right now, it could be anything. But I know I'm going to talk about some music. That's always fun. I've always got a lot of stuff to say about music. Even when I don't have a lot to say about music, I'll still say something. So that's that's gonna happen. And we'll talk about some other stuff too, probably. I might have more to say in the intros and outros of this episode than I do in the actual segments. We'll see how that uh, clocks out over time. We're already at about 17 minutes. Let's see. Uh, let's see how many minutes we get to. What do you say? All right, let's do it. Well, folks, we've got a nice little pile of music to talk about here. Uh, Less of a pile and more of a stack, actually. It's only three CDs, and I bought all of these in CD format, in physical format, the only way to do it. And uh, we should talk about uh, this little stack that I have. Three three albums, all of them uh, new releases, all of them within the year 2021. And uh, that's, uh, that's interesting. I usually will throw in an old favorite or something, but uh, no, we're doing, we're doing new releases today, and we're doing three of them. I have a lot to say about one of them, a little bit to say about one of them, and not a ton to say about another one of them. Not because of any particular favoritism, maybe a little bit of favoritism, but uh, uh, more to do just with the nature of... My experience with them. Uh, sorry, I'm. Uh, I feel like I'm calling ahead to how long this segment is going to be, without knowing it yet, and that's got to be a little bit confusing. Um, sorry. Uh, another thing before I get into this stack of music, uh, this this tiny little pile. Did I say pile or stack earlier? I, I said both, but which did I say it actually was? I think I said. I think I landed on. I think I landed on stack. That seems smaller. Before I get into the the three that I'm going to talk about, another thing I've been doing over the last week or so is I've been trying to combine... Not combine, compile. Having trouble with words tonight. Which uh, seems to happen any time I do the show. You're used to that. And yet, some of you keep coming back. What's that say about you? Uh, I've been trying to compile a list of songs from the 1990s that meant something to me, particularly in the 1990s. Some of them 
came to mean things to me in later years, but stuff that's just just I'm I'm trying to make a '90s playlist of stuff that is important to me that came out of the 1990s when I was a young man, a teenager. You know, that's that's stuff of that era, and uh, I've I've been working on the quote-unquote definitive list of stuff that I like, not necessarily to represent the 90s as a whole. There's not a lot of uh, rap or R&B on there because I didn't listen to that, and I still don't. Uh, but just the stuff that... Uh, maybe the stuff that I heard in my high school parking lot, you know? Uh, that kind of stuff. Your Pearl Jams, your Nirvanas, your Stone Temple Pilots, your uh, so on and so on. Stuff like that. And I've been working on that, and... If uh, I've been compiling a list, which basically means that I started out by just listing stuff that was off the top of my head, and doing that, I had a huge list, and uh, then I started, uh, and it's just a, uh, it's just a document on my screen that I kind of keep open and occasionally type on, and from that, I then went to my CD collection and my MP3 player. And uh, then just kind of Googling 90s music or looking at 90s music compilations that are out there and so on and so on and so on. And if I stick to just the stuff that I have an immediate reaction to of, yeah, I remember that song being around and having a good time listening to it. If I stick to just that stuff, I'm at like 150 songs. And uh, that's not even counting the deep cuts or the singles that weren't as successful as like the main single. Like that's that's uh, how do I how do I express that? I guess that's just having "Smells Like Teen Spirit" on the list and not having "Come as You Are." You know, that's uh, that's that's the list that I'm building, and I've got like 150 songs out of that, and uh, that's exciting to me, and that's fun. And I'm nowhere near finalizing that list, but I've been working on it, and it's 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 just been a lot of fun. And there's a part of me that just wants to do, like, a uh, top 10 or a top 5 90s bands episode that that's, like, something that's kind of in my head. I mean, you know, you've got... I mean, that that's such an easy list when you just... I mean, Pearl Jam and, and Nirvana are automatically on that list. Uh, arguments for live, arguments for Alanis Morissette, arguments for uh, uh, Soundgarden, certainly those are, I mean, that's five right there, <laughs> you know, so that, that could be a really interesting episode. Uh, maybe I'll get my brother on the show and we'll start talking about stuff like that, because that'd be a fun thing to do. But uh, otherwise, musically, I've been working on that, I've been doing my sort of best of the 90s list, but I've also been listening to some new stuff that I've bought within the last couple of months. And I want to touch on that. I'm going to start out with an album that I picked up because I've been... I'm going to say I've been wanting to get into this artist and I uh, because I've seen her in interviews and have enjoyed her personality. Uh, I particularly enjoyed her uh, appearance on the show Hot Ones on the First We Feast YouTube show. Uh, the, the the TV show where they sit there and, and eat chicken wings and talk about stuff, uh, that, that show. I enjoyed her appearance on that. I've seen her in other interviews and thought that she was very charming, and have listened to her music and kind of gone, eh, but I've wanted to like her more than I do. 
And she put out a new album this year, and a friend of mine highly recommended it and just wanted to talk about nothing but that for a while. So I picked it up and listened to it, and I found myself really enjoying it. And I'm talking about the new album by Billie Eilish, Happier Than Ever. That's her new one, Billie Eilish. She's, uh... Like I said, the thing that appealed to me about Billie Eilish is less her music than it is her personality and the the appearances that she's done. Interviews on TV and on uh, programs that you might watch on YouTube and that kind of thing, those are still hugely important because they kind of show people a side of you that might appeal to them and maybe they'll want to check you out even despite themselves because... When I saw Billie Eilish on First We Feast, this album wasn't out. I think her previous album was out, and I listened to a couple tracks and went, eh, not for me, but not bad, you know? Uh, but she stuck in my head, and people have kept mentioning Billie Eilish. And uh, some of the mentions are less than ideal. I understand that she's made some comments that are questionable, that she made when she was 16 years old, that I don't expect to always be the case for her, because when I was 16 years old, I wasn't a complete person yet either. Uh, so I'm not gonna really hold her feet to the flame on that unless it turns out that she hasn't changed, but uh, her name keeps popping up in circles that I respect and among people that I trust. So I picked up the new album, Happier Than Ever, and I played it, and I was surprised by how much I liked it. It's very low-key, it's very kind of quiet in its way, but uh, and maybe that's what appeals to me. It's sort of R&B-ish, but in that way that's melodic, and there's a little bit of a melody for you to kind of hook into, and I, I can get into that. And I, I, I did kind of get into it. The I don't even want to call this a criticism, but the observation that I have of, of Billie Eilish, because I've listened to some of her other stuff sort of retroactively after liking Happier Than Ever, is her vocal style is very kind of quiet and mumbly and, and whispery. And, like, she doesn't... I feel like right now I'm projecting more than she does when she's in a vocal booth. Because her vocal style is... Her vocal style's very kind of quiet and mumbly and she's saying things, but maybe you don't get all of the words out of those things and maybe some of it's kind of mumbled but you're still singing and it's pretty good so you don't mind. That's kind of how she seems to sing. And it doesn't bother me on the album. I like it. But I do kind of wonder, how the hell is she doing her live performances? Because, like, that, that's that got to be really hard to do into a microphone. Because I'm talking to you in a microphone now, and I'm feeling it in my diaphragm. And I listen to Billie Eilish's albums, and I wonder if she's ever felt her diaphragm in her life. Because uh, it seems to me like if she wanted to be heard, then her vocal style would be right about like this. And she'd be t saying things and you would know exactly what she's saying. And she'd have diction and she wouldn't be slurring any other words. She'd be saying them clearly and you'd know what she was saying. Like, that's, uh, 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 like I projected more just there than Billie Eilish has in all of the years of her life, I think. At the same time, again, that's an observation that's not a criticism. The songs themselves, I really enjoyed. 
I really liked Happier Than Ever. I have put it on a few times, just kind of when I've wanted to relax a little bit. Which is sort of strange to say, because from what I can tell, every track on this album is something of a diss track. Uh, like, I would hate to get on Billie Eilish's bad side because there would be a song about me. But uh, I, uh, I, 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 I've, I've found this album kind of relaxing. And it's made me want to go deeper with her stuff, and I've listened to some of her stuff on streaming platforms. I may buy some of her stuff in the future. I haven't yet. But I've, I've really been enjoying Happier Than Ever. I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. And I wanted to talk to you about it, because you know I'm a rock guy, and Billie Eilish isn't exactly rock, but what she's doing is really, really good. And I think maybe some of you out there who are rock guys who can also just appreciate somebody who isn't your traditional pop star might like it. Because uh, I I was surprised by how much I did. I, I really dug into it and really enjoyed it. So Billie Eilish is happier than ever. Look, I don't know if it's going to make my top 10 for the year. There's a lot of stuff in contention. This has been a pretty good year so far. But uh, it's it's going to be mentioned when I write it up on the blog or when I do the episode. It's it's a good album. You should check it out. Billie Eilish is happier than ever. Really, really like it. Another album that I really like that fell into my life from out of nowhere is an album by the band Japanese Breakfast, and the album is called Jubilee. I didn't know a thing about this band until the day that I bought this album. That's the truth of it. What happened to me is I was in my car. I was starting my day. I was going to work. I turned on my car, and I had a CD playing by Pearl Jam. I was listening to some Pearl Jam the night before. And I decided, you know what? I would, I, I, I'm enjoying Pearl Jam, but there's a new Iron Maiden album coming up. Spoiler alert, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But I, I decided I wanted to listen to some Iron Maiden that day. I decided I, I'm, I've been enjoying the Pearl Jam, but there's a new Iron Maiden album coming up, and I want to listen to some Maiden. So I hit eject to take the Pearl Jam out and had the Iron Maiden CD in my hand, about to put it in. And during that brief window of time, I the radio kicked on. And I had it set to KDHX here in St. Louis, Missouri. And KDHX sometimes plays really cool, really weird, really different music that maybe you haven't heard before. And that's part of why they're my go-to radio station in town. And they were playing a song by Japanese Breakfast. And I caught just the tail end of it. And the tail end of it, I thought, wow... That's really beautiful, and I want to know more about that. And I've got one of those radios that tells you what the artist is that's playing as you're listening to it. It's a pretty good radio. It's, you know, basically post-2010 technology, so it'll tell you what's happening on the radio. And uh, it told me that the band was Japanese Breakfast, the album was Jubilee, and the song was uh, Tactics. And I thought, well, I want to hear the rest of that song. That's really good. And so that week... When new release day rolled around, I picked up the new album by Japanese Breakfast called Jubilee with the song Tactics on it, which is what, song number five, six, seven, eight, nine on the album. It's not like even song one. It's kind of buried deep in the album. 
And I picked it up and just sort of started listening to it. I pressed play and was just kind of, just kind of, uh, overwhelmed by how pretty and how nice it sounded. Now, I've done a little bit of reading on Japanese Breakfast since, and I understand that the uh, uh, young lady who is the driving force behind Japanese Breakfast, who I apologize that I don't know her name, that seems like something I should have walked into this segment knowing. It might be Michelle Zonter, looking at the uh, liner notes here. Uh, I understand that her previous work had been a little bit darker and a little bit sadder, which actually appeals to me and I want to check that out, and that she intentionally made this album sound a little bit brighter and happier. Uh, But this album sounds really bright and happy and fun, and I liked it. Uh, I might might liken it to, or it might belong on a playlist with stuff like, uh, uh, what's that band... Cinema, camera, obscura, camera, obscura. It might belong with that kind of stuff, kind of bright, happy-sounding stuff that who knows if the lyrics are happy or not, but the songs sound happy. Uh, I, I, I've, I've just been really taken with this album, and I've listened to it a couple of times and just thought, oh, that, that feels nice. It feels like the kind of thing I should be listening to in, like, springtime. And we're going into fall. we still got some some warm weather here in St. Louis ahead of us, so Japanese breakfast, Jubilee. It's it's a late summer uh, ad to my personal playlist that I've really been enjoying, and uh, especially that song Tactics. Uh, T-A-C-T-I-C-S. Yes, Tactics. Uh, has been, I, I for some reason questioned whether I was saying that word right. Who knows? I can never tell. I don't know words. Uh, but that that song in particular just really grabbed my heart like the second that I heard it. And like, I love when that happens, when fate just conspires to introduce you to a band that you didn't know you were supposed to love. Because like that happened because I was going to work and I was ejecting one CD to listen to a different CD. And neither of the CDs that I was going to listen to that day were anywhere near the same tone as Japanese Breakfast. Like, we had Pearl Jam, which is, you know, grunge, and we had Maiden, who's metal, and Japanese Breakfast is anything but either of those. And I just, I I heard that song and fell in love. And don't you love it when that happens? That's one of the things that keeps me going in even my worst times, is knowing that somewhere out there, there is a song that I was always supposed to love that I haven't heard yet, and one day I'm going to hear it and I'm going to love it. And that, that kind of happened to me that day. So, I, I I don't know, I just wanted to share that with you. I don't have a lot to say about the album, I don't have a lot of background on the artist or anything else other than what I've already shared. But, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe check that out if you want a nice, happy-sounding record that's, that's new. You know, kind of upbeat and, and, and just, just, just sounds like a nice spring day. That's, that's Japanese Breakfast Jubilee. Check that out. The other one that I want to talk about is the new album by Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden, one of my favorite bands. They're up there. They're one of the three bands that is on the back of my car right now in, in bumper sticker form. I have The Who, I have Rush, and I have Iron Maiden on the back of my car. If I were to, if I were to expand that a little, maybe there'd be... 
I mean, Pearl Jam would be there. Cheap Trick would be there. Probably, probably Pink Floyd. Maybe the Ramones or the Descendants. I don't have this much room on on the back of my car for bumper stickers, but uh, you know that's the 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 three that went up were the Who, Rush, and Maiden. Uh, that's that's kind of the holy trinity of loud rock for me. And Maiden put out a new album this past week, which uh, was pretty hot on the heels of them even announcing the thing. It seemed like they announced the thing just a few weeks before, and there it was, and I was excited and happy. Uh, mean, meanwhile, some of the bands that I like that are smaller bands are still saying that they can't get physical forms of their albums out to people because of COVID-19. Uh, Maiden drops an album within a couple of weeks. Who knows? It, it's just kind of an interesting thing. I've uh, said a few times over the past year, I wonder what indie bands are going to blame it on once they no longer have a virus to explain their slow shipping. Um Nevertheless, Iron Maiden put out a new album. It's, uh... I, I want to tell you what it's called, but I also want to acknowledge that it's an Asian word, and I have difficulty pronouncing Asian words because they are... Uh, the pronunciation of Asian words is, is just in a... Uh, I don't know, I guess in a... Uh, I, I want to use the word palette, but that's not the right word. It's just, it's a different, it's a different pronunciation than I expect sometimes. So I apologize if I'm getting this wrong. If you know the word, please correct me and please tell me phonetically how to say it. Uh, you all know from listening to the show, I struggle with English words. So when I see something that is in a different country's language, I have no idea what I'm saying, and it's not from lack of respect, it's from lack of education. Uh, Senjutsu is how I would say it. S-E-N-J-U-T-S-U. Senjutsu. Which I think means, like, uh, tactics and plans, something like that, loosely translated. Uh, it's an Asian-themed album, or Asian-themed artwork, anyway. Uh, that's more or less the name of the album. It's as close as I can get to the name of the album. Uh, the uh, art is their longtime character, Eddie, dressed up as a samurai, and probably they had that art and then just said, eh, it's named the album something Asian-sounding. And that's, uh, that's the word they arrived at. Uh, meanwhile, songs like uh, one of the songs is named Stratego, which I know how to pronounce because it's a board game. That would have been easier on me, Iron Maiden. But anyway, they uh, named it uh, Senjutsu, or Senjutsu? I, I, I'm really sorry that I don't know how to say that. I haven't Googled it. I don't think they actually say the word on the album for me to know if I'm pronouncing it right. And even if they did, they would be saying it with a British accent, and who knows if they're correct. So I tried. And I mean no disrespect to my Asian checkmates, if any, uh, but that's that's my best effort. Album cover is Eddie dressed as a samurai. Uh, it's it, it's it's a good album. I've really enjoyed it. I'm a huge Iron Maiden fan. I'm I would be shocked to learn that I haven't talked about Maiden on the show before. But I also don't feel like I've gone in depth with them. There's maybe an Iron Maiden episode of this show just waiting to happen. Uh, I've been a Maiden fan since the '90s, uh, probably since. Maybe even before that, I feel like I was under 10 before the 
but like the first time I really started to understand Maiden and kind of get it, you know, because my brother was a huge Maiden fan and my brother's older than I am and was you know, better uh, musically educated by the time I was coming up into music and things like that. And he was a Maiden fan. And uh, uh, I that Maiden is one of those bands that I feel like has just always been around in my periphery, if nothing else. And once they came into my... Uh, sort of focused vision they stayed uh i i've loved maiden for a long long time and i uh i've i've bought every album and i've bought every new album that since i've been a fan on new release day or as close to it as i could get and uh i i love iron maiden steve harris is one of my big bass influences there are guitar solos that i've done that people have pointed out ah there's your maiden lick uh, in my band Blue Tattoo, we did a song called Me and Jesse that had a guitar solo in it that at one point I, I did a solo and my brother actually pointed out to me that was the, the maiden part, <laughs> like the, the part that I was doing. It, it was kind of a descending scale thing. This is hard to describe in a conversation. I should play it for you, but I'm not gonna. Uh, but there was a part in the solo where my brother just dialed in and said, ah, there's your Maiden riff. And I was like, yep. <laughs> Maiden is just one of those bands that has been impactful to me personally and impactful to me as a musician. And uh, I love it when they put out something new. I'm always excited. Uh, and I was excited about this one. I went out and bought it the day that it came out. I was super excited about it. I'm thinking about buying one of the t-shirts, like, right now, because I'm not at a point where I'm going to go see them on tour right now. But uh, uh, I, I, I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know this album. It's a two-disc, which so was their last one, The Book of Souls, which I, always, which I also really enjoyed. I feel like there were words that didn't come out of my mouth right there, but you probably get the point. Uh, I, I, I really liked this album. It's two discs. It's long. It's it's uh, There's some really epic pieces on here. I've listened to disc one more than disc two because uh, I was driving and disc one uh, started repeating and I didn't want to take it out. So <laughs> I've listened to disc one more than disc two, but... Um, there are some really great songs on here. The singles are Stratego and The Writing on the Wall, and I like both of them a lot. I've really enjoyed the song Days of Future Past. I really enjoyed the song Death of the Celts. That's on disc two. Uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun to me as a Maiden fan. Number one, it's just fun that they're still doing stuff. I just love that they're still doing stuff, and it's still those guys, you know, and the lineup has changed a little over the years, and there are people who are there now who weren't there at the very beginning, or there are people who went away for a while and then and then came back, and so on and so on. You know how it goes, but it's, for the most part, it's Maiden, and it sounds like Maiden, and it's most of the guys that I really, really love and respect, and God, it's just so great to have Maiden around still. And, uh, you know, they're they're creeping into their 70s, and that's, you know, I don't know how many more albums we get out of them. But we got this one, and I really like this one, and I've had a lot of fun with this one. And uh, I've got to say, there are times where I could have used a little bit more out of the vocal mix, to be honest with you, especially on disc one. I uh, could have just used a little bit hotter of a vocal but, uh, and there are a couple of times where I feel like, okay, they were 
they were really locked into the metronome, and that hurts the song a little bit, because right here is where it should have gotten faster, and it didn't, because they were locked into a metronome. You know? And, like, I feel like the tour that they're about to do, when they do these songs live, I feel like those are going to be the versions that I fall in love with, because they're going to flip that switch, and it's going to be huge and magnificent and crazy. And, like, that's what I wanted on the album, but it's going to happen live. You know, uh, but I can already hear where that's going to happen, and I'm excited about that. Even though, again, if they were in town tomorrow, I wouldn't go because COVID-19 still exists. But uh, I've I've really enjoyed listening to uh, Senjutsu over the last uh, little bit here. Not quite a week yet, but I, I've really enjoyed listening to it. I uh, <laughs> It's so fun to be excited about your, one of your favorite bands releasing a new album. You know, and and they released it, and it was good, and I was happy. Uh, I will say this, the album art, because Maiden is known for their album art, the album art on this is really, really plain, much like Book of Souls was. Uh, It's just Eddie on the front dressed as a samurai, on the back it's a closer-up version of Eddie's face dressed as a samurai. That's it on the actual album cover. Like Book of Souls, it was just him dressed as, uh, I don't know some kind of Aztec zombie, maybe? I don't know. I, I don't exactly know what they were going for there, but it's just, it, it's, in a, it's in a similar style, just a bust of Eddie. But if you open it up, this is one of the thing, things Maiden is doing right now for those of us who are buying the physical product. They're giving those of us who buy the physical product the really cool art, because you open it up, and it's this whole scene of Eddie as a samurai, and there are bodies that he's slain around, and there's, like, a, 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 a Japanese building behind him, and, and cool artwork and vibrant, colorful artwork that you just don't get if you only see the cover and only do the downloads. Like, the good art is on the inside. And, again, that's one of those small rewards that they're giving those of us who are still buying the physical products. At the same time, I really wish the inside art was the outside art, because the inside art is so cool and so beautiful and so vibrant that if I weren't a fan, it would leap off the rack at me and say, buy me, you know? Uh, But as it is, Iron Maiden's been around for however many decades, and they don't necessarily need an album to do that. They've they've got their fan base, and their fan base is going to buy it, and their fan base is going to force other people to buy it. But the art is, like, one of the things that draws me into Maiden, and uh, the art on the inside of the album is so much cooler than the art on the outside of the album. Maybe I'll put a picture of that on the blog if I remember to do so. But uh, Senjutsu, expect to see this album in my top ten for the year. Maybe my top five. I don't know how the year's going yet. Haven't made any assessment, but I feel like I just committed to putting that in the top five. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's a good album, man. I, I really enjoyed it. And there are going to be Maiden fans out there that are going to say, Oh, they haven't been the same since Somewhere in Time. They haven't been the same since Seventh Son of the Seventh Son. They haven't been the same since Number of the Beasts. There, there's going to be those guys out there. Fuck those guys. They don't know how to have fun anymore. I know how to have fun, and you know how to have fun, and this album was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, and you should too. Just get over your bullshit. Buy the new Maiden. Have fun. It's great. It's great.
There's other stuff I could talk about. I don't feel like any of it's a full segment. Um, so maybe, maybe this is the outro? Or maybe there's another musical break? You'll know that before I do, probably. It's gonna happen organically as I listen back to this. Uh, surprisingly, I do listen back to this as I'm putting it together. The show that you hear actually is edited. Who would have guessed? Um, one of the things I've been doing outside of uh, music is I've been watching an Amazon Prime show called The Grand Tour, which I'm sure I've talked about on the show before, that uh, is the three guys who used to host the British version of Top Gear, who, after their contracts were not renewed with Top Gear, they went to Amazon and started their show, The Grand Tour, and I've been watching that ever since, and not watching Top Gear. Um, I'm not that big of a car guy, to be honest with you, although my job involves being kind of a car guy. I, I can tell you a lot about cars, but I, I'm, I've never been the kind of guy that looks at a car and, and drools over it. You know, that, like, I, I want that car, and I, you know, I know this and this and this about that car. I've never been that guy. But I do, in the past, I've liked Top Gear, and I do like the Grand Tour, partially just because... Uh, the three guys who host that are really entertaining. And that's really all I ask out of my TV shows, is that I watch them and go, hey, that was fun, and those guys were entertaining. That's really, really all I'm looking for. And I get that out of the Grand Tour in the same way that I used to get that out of Top Gear when those three guys were presenting. Those three guys, incidentally, are Jeremy Clarkson, James May, and Richard Hammond. They're, they're, those are their names. Uh, the Grand Tour over the past year has just been doing specials, uh, like they did a special where they drove boats instead of cars, and like went over like a sea and boats that were not appropriate for the sea, uh, and they did uh, like a show. What what else have they done? Uh, their most recent thing was they drove cars through Scotland during the COVID crisis. Um, I'm missing at least one, uh, which I am not going to remember. But they've been doing specials over the past year instead of their sort of weekly or monthly type show that they've done in the past. And uh, I've been enjoying the specials because it's just those three guys on road trips doing dumb stuff. And that's my favorite part of that show It's just watching the three of them do dumb stuff together. And uh, they put out a new special fairly recently that's called Lockdown, but Lock is spelled like L-O-C-H because of, like, uh, they were in Scotland, so it's sort of in uh, reference to, like, Loch Ness and that kind of thing. Uh, so they were in Scotland just driving cars, uh, American cars, because they were trying to figure out why American cars in, apparently, specifically the 70s, didn't catch on in British Europe in the same way that everything else American caught on in the 70s. Uh, and that that's that's sort of the, the, the conceit of the episode, but it's really just getting those guys together in cars and their driving places and having problems and doing dumb stuff and making fun of each other. And that's always fun, no matter what the scenario is, just three guys who like each other, just kind of riffing on each other. I will always watch that, whatever it is. In this case, it just happens to intersect with some of my other interests, 
primarily being British, I guess. Um, so I, uh, I, I, uh, I watched the Grand Tour Loch Ness special on Amazon Prime, and after that, I've just kind of been rewatching some of the other Grand Tour stuff and enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, I can't recommend that show enough, even though there are times where each one of those guys I strongly disagree with uh, on their political views, even the ones that I typically agree with. Every now and again, they'll say something and I'll go, eh, no, not that, you know, but each one of those guys, um, despite the places where I may disagree with them, despite the places where I may not like what they say, each one of those guys is so entertaining and so charming that it's easy to just kind of say, well, we don't agree there, but I like them anyway, you know? Which is really something that we should all strive to do. We should all strive to find places where I don't agree with this person, but I like them because of X, Y, Z thing. Um, which, don't get me wrong, there are absolutely issues on which you should part topics if someone is a racist or is a homophobe. There are reasons to part ways with that person. That's uh, not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, somebody supports Brexit, and I thought Brexit was a bad idea. You know, well, maybe there's some common ground we can find. You know, there's there's a difference between prejudice and just disagreement, you know, and that's something that I think we all need a reminder of from time to time. Uh, the point is, even in the places where I've disagreed with people uh, who are cast members on the Grand Tour, it's never been anything where I've felt like, well, that person's clearly someone that I can't support anymore, you know? Uh, each one of them has their foibles, but they also have a really charming, fun side that I enjoy. Uh, in fact, so much so that I watched their other projects. Like, I've watched James May's cooking show and, and his trip to Japan and stuff like that. I watched uh, Jeremy Clarkson's uh, Clarkson's Farm, which is uh, not an easy watch <laughs> because he's so helpless and dumb, uh, but I still enjoyed it, and I got into it. And uh, I've w watched stuff that Richard Hammond has done, uh, the titles of which escape me right now. Sorry, Richard Hammond, if you ever listen to this, which you will not. Uh, but uh, I, I, I just like those guys, man. Those guys are fun. All of that... You know, with the kind of caveat of if anything horrible comes out about them in the next couple of years, then my tune will change. But uh, as it is now, I I like those guys. I like that show, and I'm glad that they're still doing stuff some nearly 20 years later from the first episode of Top Gear that they did together. That's just that's cool. I like that I've been able to follow those guys for that long. So I've been watching that. Um. Other stuff that I'm doing in my life, uh, I don't know. I've eaten a lot of sushi lately. That's... Is that something? I feel like that might be something. Might be nothing. I've eaten some sushi. Uh, I've ordered it from places because uh, I've been going into my office a few days a week, and when I go into the office, you would be amazed how often I forget my lunch and end up having to order something from out... I've spent way too much money having things delivered to my office, and since I have to do that anyway, I've just been having sushi delivered, which I like, and which I don't eat all of the time. Um, so the past few weeks, I've had sushi quite a bit, and uh, I like sushi. Uh, I have found over time that it really doesn't matter what is in the sushi. 
it all kind of tastes the same to me, other than, like, this one has spicy mayo, and that one has cream cheese. Those are the differences I notice. I don't really notice the difference between the individual types of fish, but uh, I, in general, like the taste of sushi, and sometimes crave it, and over the past year and a half of being inside because of COVID, I found that I really missed it. So, on the times where I've been able to order it, I've enjoyed having it. I've also picked it up once or twice from my uh, local grocery store when I've done my own shopping, and I've enjoyed it. Um, I tend to like the stuff that has spicy mayo on it, whether or not there's cream cheese involved or not. I'm, I'm a big spicy mayo fan. Uh, I've been eating a lot of sushi, man, in a way that, like, I don't know if sushi's fattening or not. I feel like I might weigh more than I did a couple of months ago. I haven't stepped on a scale in a little bit. I probably need to just to scare myself. But, uh, I, I, uh, I mean, some of that sushi is just, like, 50% cream cheese, and that, that can't be good for the old waistline. My pants still fit, though, so I feel like if I were really, like, hitting something too hard that my my pants would be a problem, and they're they're not. But I've been eating... I've been eating a lot of sushi. Like, enough that, like, I'm good at using chopsticks now. That's how much sushi I've been eating lately. I can use chopsticks, and, like, I can pick up an individual grain of rice. It's not just, like, kind of grabbing a big thing and shoving it in my mouth. I'm I'm pretty pretty adept at chopsticks now, which, which seems like it's probably a problem. Yeah, need to, need to think about that. Do you like sushi? What kind of sushi do you like? Uh, I, I, I generally look for something with shrimp in it, because I like shrimp a lot. Uh, when I order stuff that has crab in it, it's never real crab, it's always imitation crab. But they call it crab. And that's misleading. Like, if I ever find a place that has real crab in it rather than the, the, than the uh, imitation stuff, I will absolutely eat there and give them a ton of money. Because that's, that's worth it. But, like, most of the places have imitation crab and they charge $2 more for it. When, like, they bought that imitation crab for, like, $1.38 in a pack. And that's that's not worth it. That's, that's cheating me. Still buy it. Still eat it. Spicy mayo on it. Maybe, maybe I just want spicy mayo. Maybe that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the thing. Uh, what do you think? Do you like sushi? Should I change my ways? It's up to you. I'll do whatever you tell me to do, checkmates, because your opinion matters to me that much. Uh, moving forward, we're going to do uh, a new episode again, I think, next week. I'm assuming this one's going up this week, whenever I'm recording it. Uh, we'll do a new episode next time. Uh, I think the next episode is going to be kind of a self-indulgent one, where I do commentary over one of my albums that came out this past year. Uh, maybe both of my albums, I don't really know. Almost Moving Backwards is one of the albums 
I feel like I mispronounced the word backwards there. Almost Moving Backwards is one of the albums, and it's 49 minutes long. Happy Now is the other album, and it's 46 minutes long. Uh, All told, that would be uh, an hour and 35 minutes, which that feels like if I did both of them in a single episode, that'd be too long. So I think maybe next week we'll do one album, and then we'll do like the week after that, a regular episode, and then do the other album. I think maybe we'll do that, but we'll see. It all depends on how my mood changes by next time. That's uh, that's what you got to look forward to. That's one of the few kind of coming soon things I've ever done on the show. Next time I'm going to be doing a different kind of episode where I'm talking about my music and the stuff that influenced it uh, around that. So you'll hear about a lot of other music and probably blah, 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 and probably books and movies and things like that that went into uh, the writing and of, of the lyrics of those albums and the influence of the music, uh, which is really sort of the interesting bit. If I just tell you what the songs are about, who cares? That takes two seconds. This one's about, this one's a breakup song. This one's a song about how this girl doesn't like me. That doesn't matter. The stuff that, like, influenced it and that went into the background, that's the interesting bit, and that's what I'll be talking about on the show. Um, Probably you'll get... uh, uh, Not Happy Now, the other one. uh, Almost Moving Backwards. You'll probably get that one next week, because in my head, even even though those albums were released the same day, Almost Moving Backwards comes before Happy Now. Uh, So that's probably what we're doing next week. Probably doing that probably just talking about that album and the things revolving around that album, the influences and stuff like that. But, uh, I hope you liked this one. Hey, we had an hour. I just looked at the, uh, timer on the, on the recording that I'm doing. We had, we had an hour, so we're good. That's, that's, that's a fulfilling length for a podcast, I feel. When I click on, onto a podcast and it's less than an hour, I'm like, ugh, they phoned that one in. But, like, uh, I hit an hour in a little bit. So I, I, I feel like that's, maybe that's good news. Maybe that's rewarding to some of you. If you're of my same mindset listening to a podcast, I, I had an hour. You, uh, that filled up part of your work day. If you work an eight-hour day, that's an eighth of your day that I just covered for you. You're welcome. I don't ask anything of you other than maybe a like, comment, and subscribe, that kind of thing. <sighs> Thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. You guys are great. I, uh, I I like when you send me your comments. I like when I hear from you and that kind of stuff. And I'm I'm just flattered to know anybody is listening at all. Thank you so much for that. Um, as I say at the end of every episode, uh, well, I mean, uh, the COVID stuff, which I don't really have to a rhythm, but COVID-19 is still out there. It's still a very serious concern. Members of my family have been quite sick with it in recent weeks and uh as i maybe some of yours have too uh please get vaccinated if you aren't yet there's no fucking reason not to be vaccinated please go out and get vaccinated it will take a half hour of your time and give you probably a year of peace of mind please go get vaccinated as soon as you can it is still free please go do that do that do that do that uh, in the meantime, even if you are vaccinated, please social distance as much as possible. Stop going to your frivolous bullshit and social distance. If you can't social distance for whatever reason, please, 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 please wear a mask. Please remember that black lives matter. Trans rights 
our human rights, women's rights, our human rights. Folks, for fuck's sake, donate to the ACLU. We really, really need them in light of what happened in Texas. Women's rights are human rights. Um, outside of that, be good to each other. Be good to yourselves. Forgive each other and forgive yourselves. And while you're doing all that, check us out next time. Wasabi is just horseradish. There, I said it. <laughs>